Big Blue looks to play spoilers in their season finale at MetLife. We preview the Giants-Eagles Week 17 matchup with New York Post longtime football columnist Steve Serby. We're also joined by one of the best broadcasters in football, the great Charles Davis. All that and a whole lot more next on Blue Rush with the New York Post. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Blue Rush, a New York Giants podcast with the New York Post. I'm your host, Jimmy Fader. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, rate us five stars, and write a nice review. We will gladly take it. Our pal Steve Serby and Charles Davis join the show today. Let's get it on. We did it, Jake Brown. We did not uh, eat ourselves to death on Christmas. We are back. Uh, if you took the under 65 cannolis, you made money in Vegas. It was a nail-biter at the end there. For me, it'd be 65 chicken parm heroes. Did that on Christmas, no less. Yes. You still go hero? You don't make, like, a proper entree, like a goose no. or something? I go I go the Mama Brown Jewish route. You go Chinese food. You get the dumplings. You oh, get the I boneless ferrets. Yeah. I keep forgetting. Well, what happens in my house, my Aunt Fran makes actually makes a filet mignon, and it's solid. That's, like, it's the, it's the big event of the year in my family. The two big events, obviously, one being Christmas, the other being... Super Bowl, which is a non-denominational holiday. You can celebrate it from any religion. Uh, I'll be celebrating it this year. I won't really have an emotional investment in it because, as you know, we've won four games. You'll have a gambling <laughs> investment, I am sure. Oh, you better that. believe Prop, it, Jake Brown. across the board, boxes. Yes. Got to do the boxes. And, and all of my stocking stuffers and all of, you know, because I'm at an age where I'm, I'm 43 now. I don't get anything but gift cards. You know what I'm saying? My mom makes fun of me because I get her Nordstrom gift cards every year, but I don't want to get her something she doesn't like. So I'm just like, here's a fifty dollar Nordstrom gift card. Once I got her twenty five, and I got called like a cheapskate. I'm like, yeah, mom, I'm twenty five for your Sorry. mom. I know. Well, it was tough, tough times. I yeah, wasn't making a lot of money. How about so. you bet one less parlay, <laughs> and you give your mom? That's what your mom doesn't know. It was it's twenty five, but it could have been twenty five hundred. I had to tell her Brown's best bets weren't that. Uh, yeah, they weren't best. Brown's <laughs> best. Yeah, they didn't Brown's turn up best. any green anyway. Uh, but yes, a, a a happy holiday week to you. You, Jake Brown. I know we're trying to ruin the holiday for the Philadelphia Eagles at MetLife Stadium this weekend. We're getting four and a half points. I want to say this before you get to talking with Big Bad Steve Serby. I like the Giants in this game because the truth is the Eagles, they need to win this game in order to win the division, obviously. They need a little help from the Cowboys. I mean, if they win, they don't need any help, but if they lose, they need a lot of help. Um, I feel like the line is telling you this is a this is a winnable game for the Giants. This is not the Eagles favored by two touchdowns like they probably should be if they're a team that's going to go to the playoffs and fulfill their preseason destiny. So if I'm you and I'm me, I'm taking mom's $25 gift card and I'm dropping it on the Giants plus four and a half. Can you get with that? I get with them covering. I don't get if I wouldn't bet the money line. I don't think they're going to win just because I think the Eagles are putting their heart and soul in the line and okay. we might have a flip cup hangover. Oh, no. Uh, from with, from with Hoboken last week? Hoboken dimes. Well, um, let's, let's hope the Eagles are playing flip cup. Yeah. And then maybe we slow them down a little bit, which I don't think will be the case. But you know what, man? Uh, we got a lot to be thankful for as Giants fans. It, it seems like we have a quarterback of the future, regardless of how that pans out. We certainly have Saquon Barkley, which is a lot to be excited about. The receiver core got healthier as the year went on. And who knows? Maybe, just maybe, with any luck at all, we wind up getting our hands on Chase Young somehow. No promises. And as of now, it says there might be rain in the forecast. So this could be an Ooh. ugly, low-scoring game. Maybe do the under 45 on this one. You, know, you might take the under uh, 45 fans yeah. on this one because no one's <laughs> Not going Eagles. There'll probably be more Eagles. There's a lot of Eagles fans will make the trip up the turnpike for this one. A must-win game. Yeah. I mean, why not? I can hear them building the precinct inside MetLife Stadium just in case because, you know, those Eagles fans like to roll. Did you know the Eagles? I'm not even making this up. 
They're having like a team. They're having a cruise for their fans this year. Did you read any of that story last week? I don't know about week? that. I think a lot of teams do that, though. Yeah, but Philadelphia is Philadelphia. Like, they're going to have to build a jail on the boat or just throw them overboard. Sources are telling me Santa Claus will not be permitted on the, on the cruise not ship. not coming. Not after um, what they did last time. Yeah, unless it's snowing, then uh, then all snowballs are on the loose for yeah, that one. He could get hit. But I will say this. It is exciting to see you. I wasn't sure I would ever see you again based on how I ate last night. Have you ever gotten so fat you're out of breath reading? Uh, for 28 like, years, yes. yes. I couldn't. I actually needed a spotter to turn a page last night. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a break before I get into page three. I was post. alone this Christmas. I mean, I celebrate both. My dad is Catholic. My mom is I know. Jewish. You double dip. I love presents, that. But we used to go to my aunt's house, and hopefully she's not listening, but the food wasn't that great there. Oh, no. <laughs> but this year I was solo, so it was, it was kind of lonely, but there's so much NBA on. There's so much Chinese food. Go see a movie, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> get in the Christmas spirit with uh, Fred Rogers. Why not? Yeah. So I, it was fine. No Star Wars, because I guess you played with your lightsaber enough spending Christmas alone. Overrated. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry. I'm Star Wars out. Yeah, no, me too. But let's bring on a real sports Jedi, because we got some work to do. Joining the show now, as he does each and every week, is the immortal, the savvy veteran, the great Steve Serby. You can follow him on Twitter at NYPost underscore Serby. Still does not have a Twitter profile picture, and I will never understand why, because he's a beautiful man. Serby, can you get on that, please? Wait a minute, but that, that is my picture. That's me. That's my photo. Steve Egg Serby is your new name? My, my appearance has taken a turn for the worse. That's what I look like now. <laughs> Well, we're always glad to have you, man. It's the final week of the season. I don't know what to make of this introduction. Usually I'm getting insulted by, by Fela. I know. I mean, I'm waiting for you to insult me. You can make fun of my weight, uh, the fact that I am still single, the fact that I, I really eat no fruits and vegetables at all, pretty much. I, I have the diet of like a, a chicken finger child. That might explain why you're single. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, not everyone likes the chicken fingers and fries dinner or, or the value meal special um, but someone who does like a value meal special is Daniel Jones and Eli Manning because they were playing flip cup and playing beer pong, flip cup, and partying in Hoboken, which I know is a Steve Serby special on the weekends after the game. Are you a big flip cup guy? No, no, not at all. I'm a big um, Hoboken bar guy, but not a. I'm not a big flip cup guy. No. Uh, why are you? Nah, I'm a beer pong guy. I can't drink beer that fast, honestly. So even when I play, and maybe another reason I'm single is when I play beer pong, I like to put water in the cups and just drink the beer on the side because the the chugging aspect is when things get a little too wild for me, Steve Serby. You know what? I'm going to be at uh, Giants camp uh, um, today and tomorrow. And I'm going to ask Daniel Jones and Eli Manning if if they could help me fix you up. <laughs> well, Eli was throwing napkins in the air like they won the Super Bowl, and they did just beat the Redskins. But you know what, Serb? It's, it's fun. You know, it's finally this team's having a little bit of fun. Daniel Jones stopped the losing streak. Everything is good and grand, and you're kind of trying to carry some momentum over into a game where you can knock the Eagles out of making the playoffs. And the Giants here are four-and-a-half-point underdogs at MetLife Stadium. There is a chance of rain. This could get sloppy. What are you looking for from Big Blue trying to uh, keep this winning streak and make it three in a row here on Sunday? Well, there's going to be a lot of – all the pressure will be on the Eagles, as we know. And um, Saquon Barkley uh, will run wild if Pat Shermer lets him. Uh, We saw Daniel Jones target Saquon in the passing game very effectively. And I've I've maintained all year that Saquon is a weapon that must be used more in the passing game. But he looks like his old self again. His high ankle sprain is in the past. And 
and look and Daniel Jones boy he 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 sold me yes uh, on uh, Sunday. He's the real deal. Five touchdown passes, no interceptions. Dave Gettleman got that one right. And that's why I believe, I could be wrong, but I think Dave Gettleman will stay. And I still think he deserves to stay because the Giants historically do not whack GMs after only two seasons during a massive rebuild. I think Dave Gettleman's going to stay. And, you know, I think he's going to bring in, and you've said it, we've talked about it in past weeks, Jimmy's talked about it. I think he's going to bring in Ron Rivera. I think Riverboat Ron and Dave Gettleman, the connection is going to come back together. It just makes sense. You know, the guy's a winner. The Giants need a proven coach after the Ben McIndoo mess, after this Shermer mess. It just seems like Rivera and Gettleman are bound to be back together in Big Blue. Yeah, well, Gettleman uh, retained Rivera. He didn't uh, hire him originally, but he retained Rivera in Carolina. And everyone I know respects Ron Rivera. He's a he's a, a CEO type, a leader of men. Um, players love playing for him, and the, the Giants can't guess. Look, they they gambled on McAdoo, who was an assistant coach with no head coaching experience. Then they turned to Shermer, who appealed to them because he had. Um, previous head coaching experience, although it was awful head coaching experience with the Cleveland Browns, but he was, he had, that was important to them. And now it's more important than ever. Not only do you hire a guy in Rivera, for instance, with experience, but he's a winner. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's been won three division titles in a row. And this year you can't blame on Rivera. I mean, Cam Newton, was hurt and hampered all season. And um, Rivera, to me, Rivera is the guy, unless unless they see something in Mike McCarthy. He's the other guy out there. But it, it makes too much sense. Rivera and Gettleman together, I think, would be a winner and welcomed by Giant fans and should be. And I don't think there'd be any problem with McCarthy either. We're talking about two veteran coaches, two guys that have won before, that have been to Super Bowl before, and bring a winning pedigree Back to a team that's supposed to be a winner, Steve Serby. We're talking about the New York Football Giants, a historic franchise that has become the laughing stock of the league over the last, you know, six years or so. And things need to change. And I think you need to bring in a new culture and a winning culture and pedigree to turn this thing around. And and you have some pieces. You got the quarterback, you got the running back. There's a lot of things that need to be done around it. But it starts in that front office. It starts with that coaching staff. And I think one of those guys makes a huge, huge difference to riding this ship and maybe making the Giants at least an improved 500 team in 2020. And well, and and Rivera has an extensive uh, defensive background. And uh, if you've been watching the Giants all year, you know they need massive, drastic changes uh, on defense, personnel, scheme, and what and whatnot. But uh, look, Tom Coughlin's not coming back, even though he's unemployed at the moment. Bill Parcells is not coming back. The Giants can't, the Giants have to nail this one. I mean, they've got the quarterback in place. They've got a generational running back and now they need leadership in the worst way. And uh, Rivera or McCarthy provide that leadership. All right. Giants four and a half point underdogs. As we said, over under is 45. What is your pick for this game? Do you see the Giants covering? Do you see them winning? What do you see happening at MetLife on Sunday? Uh, I see the Giants winning and the players carrying Pat Shermer off on their shoulders. How about that? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't see that. Um, I don't see. 
I don't see how I know the Eagles are banged up. Um, all Sean Jeffrey's not not available. Uh, Nelson Aguilar was hobbled against the Cowboys. Zach Ertz has a, I believe, a rib injury. Um, but Carson Wentz is on a roll, and I just cannot see uh, the Giants unless they somehow can sneak Chase Young into their lineup uh, with nobody noticing uh, stopping Carson Wentz. How did you feel about, by the way, uh, uh, Chase Young uh, now probably unlikely to become a Giant? Yeah, I was tweeting with Lawrence Tynes about this, and he has a different perspective because he's a former player, and of course the players on the field want to win. But if you're a fan, you got to be a little bit mad about this. It's kind of a lost season. This is a generational talent we're talking about with Chase Young that's you know, gone by the wayside, and not only is he gone, Steve Serby, but he's gone to your division foe in the Redskins, and it's going to be hard to watch him bring Daniel Jones down for the next decade or however long he goes there, unless the Redskins screw up, take Judy, and he, he falls in the Giants' lap, but that doesn't seem like it's going to happen. I'm, you know, a little ticked off about it, but listen, they're still going to get a good player. You can't root for your team to tank. What happens at 2-6? and six? Let's say the Giants were 2-6, and six, right? What do you want them to do, just tank the rest of the season so they get a higher draft pick? No, but that's different. This is week 16. I think it's a different story. I think if they had blown that game, I don't think it's the end of the world. Daniel Jones was still magnificent. You got what you wanted. You got him playing great. The defense just stinks. He's on a bad, bad football team that has an atrocious, awful defense. And I don't think it's the end of the world they blew that game. But listen, I'm not mad about it. You're still like, you know what? Good, they won. And I think the flip cup celebration honestly made me more happy about the win because you love seeing Eli Manning and Daniel Jones together and the camaraderie there. So that kind of made it a little bit easier. But listen, you you want a franchise-altering player, and they're not going to get him. They, have the, they may have that franchise-altering player. You've got yourself a quarterback. A friend of mine sent me a text about Chase Young the other night. And uh, it was to the effect, when the Giants win, they lose. And I, I texted him back, stop whining. You found your quarterback. So that goes to you too, Jake Brown. <laughs> I'm always whining about something, especially tourists here in New York City. Can you bring on January 2nd, 2020? Because I want to tackle a tourist. I'm going to start. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a pass rusher and tackle every damn tourist in this city. Well, and that's an, yet another reason why you're single. Can are you, what, do you, what do you, do you have a New Year's date at least? To be determined, I actually might go to the Carmelo Anthony return to the Garden game as the Blazers come to the Garden to play the Knicks. Oh, so in other words, you have no life anyway. <laughs> I'm just watching miserable teams losing after losing, and then pitchers and catchers come, and and the Mets will will throw out Jake Marisnik in center field and win 75 games next year, and Carlos Beltran, you know, will will we'll do some more cheating, and someone will get suspended. Hey, I'm hey, look, I'm I'm very good at fixing people up. So if you tell me your type, let me know, you know, lay it on me. Wow, Steve Serby, the matchmaker. I did not see that coming, but uh, yeah. it's a good offer. You know, we'll we'll talk this over over a Taverna dinner in Astoria. Uh, once the new year hits. But Steve Serby, you can check him out on Twitter at NYPost underscore Serby. Make sure you read his columns in the post and at NYPost.com. Serby, it's been a fun regular season, and we will talk to you in the offseason. Happy New Year, man. Hey, you know what? You're a natural at this. I'm Boy, fail a bit, better be looking over his shoulder. Hey, you know what? That's that's why they pay me the big bucks. I hope Fela didn't stay up all night last night waiting for Santa because uh, – uh, I'm sure he's uh, waiting in vain. Yeah, he, he he actually got an overpriced blazer to wear uh, for his uh, TV spots. Steve Serby, good as usual here on Blue Rush. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, Jake. Take care.
Joining us now on the show, he is a Fox Sports NFL football column commentator. He is also the voice of Madden NFL 20. How about, How about it? that? Last three years, too. Last three in a row. Charles Davis joins us on Blue Rush. Hello, Charles Davis. Hey, guys. How you doing? Thanks for having me. Happy holidays to you. Merry Christmas to you. All that fun stuff. This is a little weird because this is like when I was a young kid in college getting baked and I thought I was playing in the video game in real life. <laughs> And and, and 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 now here I am. This is like a bizarre dream I'm having right now, but it's really a re- really a treat to talk to you. And I understand you're down in Orlando, so screw you, because uh, we're up in New York yep, freezing. Yep. You're having like Alrighty. a 75-degree day after Christmas down there. How is, uh, how is an Orlando Christmas? Um, it is not what you would expect in the Northeast, that's for sure. And I grew up as a Northeasterner, even though I was born in Tennessee. Move, I grew up in the state of New York, and, you know, I liked white Christmas. You know, I liked it cold and chilly and being able to sit there and, you know, if you go to friend's house, they had a fireplace, things of that nature. Here, we're pretentious enough to have fireplaces in the house, but they're all the ones that you just flick a, flick a switch on the wall that comes on. Not quite what you're looking for, not quite the same thing. And decorating palm trees does not have the same effect. It's a nice fur, you know, nice fur and spruce trees. You know what I mean? You don't have a you don't have a Douglas fir, if you will. No, uh, the, the the palm versus Douglas fir. I take the Douglas fir every single time, but this time of year as well. The beauty is, you know, once one Santa one Santa heads back to the North Pole. You can throw your shorts back on and you're good to go, and everyone else is jealous and wants to come visit you. That is true. And and in, and in the 2019 era, it's not easy being Santa in the age of social media. You know, you're one. T- no. You're, you're one tweet no. away. You're one tweet from cancelization. I mean, how? Listen, re- I, I can't believe with Santa, as you said, in the, in the era of social media, kids are waiting up at night now not to say hi to Santa, but to catch a shot, and then they want to then they want to sell it, monetize. The fact that they caught Santa there, and if they catch Santa kissing mommy under the mistletoe, then look out. That, that fee really goes up. No, that's so, a that's a big HR violation. They couldn't write that song yeah. today. There's no way Santa's I out think, of a job. No way. Hey, that, 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 and, and I still can't believe how we're going after Santa baby. I mean, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know what I, and you know what I realized? During this season when I have nothing but Christmas music on, all right? I mean, I really get into the season and enjoy it. Do you know how many versions there are? of Santa Baby. There are about 37 of them, and Dean Martin's, Dean Martin's uh, daughter's having to answer for Dean doing the song for how many years ago, everyone up in arms, and the whole thing, and uh, I mean, I'm, look, I don't want to get into the whole controversy, but if there's ever a person, all right, a man that didn't try and talk his beautiful woman into staying a little bit longer, and her, of course, parrying his, 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 his you know, the object of her affection, people doing that and that has never happened before raise your hand you kidding me i mean what you got a beautiful woman over the eggnog's there the fire's going and you're not going to ask her to stay a little bit longer like 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 joe namen said many 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 years ago what a what a guy can't have a drink with a beautiful young lady that's almost un-american if you don't have a drink with a beautiful young lady listen i'm with you but where's Susie colbert when you need <laughs> yeah, her? yeah where's Susie colbert at <laughs> halftime when you need her uh well, well the thing is you got to make sure she's up for it that's yeah that's key. well that's he is, he is, yeah, you can't you can't just roll in and just decide this is going to go down that way no and joe joe found that out with Susie. 
Yeah, the hard way. Well, well, it's she handled it well. Yeah, but she wasn't having it. Well, it's a different song for our producer Jake Brown because he's got to pay the woman to stay longer. So it's it's <laughs> oh, it's man. always consensual at that point. We don't have to worry about that issue. Listen, uh, just don't Jerry, just don't do Jerry Springer and write a check. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's the way out. Jimmy, I, I got to tell you, I worked with Charles Davis at Sirius NFL Radio, and this guy knows about everything. Like he could tell you the 1977 shortstop of the of the Cincinnati Reds or, or the New York Mets. I mean, this guy knows everything. You're very well versed Charles like what do you do when you're not calling games it seems like you just study up random facts about everything yeah and I've been told many many times look if all that junk running around in your head was actually used for good the world might be an okay place instead <laughs> you're rather around giving off all this useless information I can't I can't deal with that was my high school coach talking to me back then Davis <laughs> you actually use that brain for something good for God's sake yeah, well, no. you listen. You got to be on Jeopardy. Can we get Charles Davis yeah, on the, Jeopardy? The Charles Davis trivia night is a good is a good guy to have on the trivia team. I probably I probably choked that night though, and you guys want to kill me. Like what? <laughs> listen, man, we're Knicks fans. We don't want to kill anybody but ourselves. Don't, oh don't, boy, don't, don't worry God, about. Hey, it. during this time of year, God bless you. God bless you and everyone who's a Knicks fan. It is the most unbelievable thing. I will guarantee you that that Adam Silver in the league. That they have a meeting once a week about what the heck, because that should be a signature signature franchise, one of the cornerstones of the league, and the idea that the league continues to thrive with New York being a, a, an absolute joke is unbelievable. You know, it's kind of like the NFL. The, the NFL didn't have to go back to LA. The NFL wanted to go to LA, but they didn't have to. The league was still thriving. That just shows you the power of these leagues. New York, abysmal. League still fine. And, you know, and in a lot of cases, you wouldn't expect that. I mean, but that's a primary media market, and it's it is it's important yeah. real estate to the league. But uh, Char- our our owner uh, James Dolan at the Knicks, might, without getting too far off message, <laughs> has left a yeah. lot to be desired. But 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 we're yeah. gi- you know this is a Giants show. We do yeah. like Giants ownership, but we're a little frustrated yeah. with how the year has gone. So let me ask you this: We're heading into, you know, the last week of the year. We have a chance to ruin the Eagles' lives, which we like quite a bit as Giant fans. Yep. Are you more if you're a Giant fan right now? Are you are you are you excited to try and beat the Eagles, or would you be more hopeful that they lose and maintain a good draft spot? Out of the last twenty three times they've met, the Eagles have won nineteen. Wow, that's not okay. Good. That's not supposed to happen in this rivalry. Okay, <laughs> that's not supposed to happen with the Giants being the Giants. Mm-hmm. So, and here's the other part. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think there's a very good chance of it happening yeah. because. The Eagles coming off the game that they just played with Dallas, mm-hmm. it's one thing to be the Eagles and beat Dallas. That's not unusual, yeah. right? Look at the success they've had over time. Mm-hmm. But doing it with their roster currently constructed the way it is, yeah. you know, you guys were probably out last week, you know, stretching and saying, hey, if you need a receiver, I'm ready. <laughs> if you were an Eagle, all right? And, and when you look at who didn't play, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Nelson Aguilar. And the game that Carson Wentz played with Greg Ward, J.J. Arcega Whiteside, and then of course the two tight ends in Ertz and Goddard, phenomenal. I thought I thought for Zach, I thought for Carson Wentz it was terrific. So the reason I'm saying that the Giants have a shot, I love how they played against Washington. I actually watched about half that game traveling on uh, on uh, Sunday, and loved how they played the game. When Daniel Jones doesn't turn the ball over, the first clean game he's played as a quarterback, it turned out to be a pretty big deal, didn't it? Now, move that forward. A Giants team that wants to go out the right way. A Giants team that has pride and is playing better down the stretch versus an Eagles team that 
in a sense, may have left it all out there to beat the Cowboys. Can they turn it around? And the game's not in Philadelphia, all right? The game's at, at MetLife Stadium. I really think the Giants have a heck of a shot. And the crazy part is, I, don't, I still don't see any way Dallas loses to Washington. So somehow the Giants can wreck the Eagles season and reward the Cowboys. And I don't know that anyone in the league is excited about the Cowboys being rewarded because they don't want anyone to win it out of the, to have a playoff spot at the NFC East the way the season has gone. But I do see that the Giants have a great shot to me of beating Philadelphia on Sunday. When you put it like that, I kind of want the Giants to lose because yeah. I, I don't want to see this Cowboys underachieving team in the playoffs. They <laughs> yeah. have been an absolute train wreck to watch with all the talent yeah. they have. Well, it's tough. This is what it is. It's really tough because it's like I do want to beat the, the Eagles quite a bit. But knowing Eagle fans, I don't think it's in the best interest of that city to have the Eagles lose. You know, there's a lot of police horses out there I've got to think about that are going to get punched in the head on Sunday night if the Giants pull the upset. Is Philly the rowdiest city? Is that the rowdiest city you've been to fan-wise? Well, they, as you know, they're extremely spirited in their support of their Eagles. There's no doubt about that. Oakland Mm -hmm. on game day, when, when they're rocking and rolling, that was the scariest place for me. Because I you just didn't know what was going to go down. Actually, years ago, I actually attended a game as a fan at the Black Hole. And I remember saying the Eagles were there to play. And an Eagles fan actually had the audacity to show the green and was wearing something that said Eagles. And I thought, that's a mistake. <laughs> and I saw him, I saw him as, uh, like, no joke, he was sitting in the, near the section where I was. I saw him get up from his seat and leave somewhere in the first quarter. I promise you I didn't see him again. No joke. <laughs> no, nobody did. I did, did not see him again. And I don't know what happened, but I don't feel like he didn't intend to come back, if that makes any <laughs> sense at all. So I, that, that's the place. And, and believe me, I wasn't tough enough to go investigate him. Yeah, nowhere, nowhere in the world is there a man to be better off if he spent more time sniffing around the Oakland Coliseum. Uh, that does not end yeah. good. I've yeah, that's not a good place. That I just for me that was my worst stadium. I didn't have to work a lot of games there, mm-hmm. but it just wasn't that enjoyable for me. Now, atmosphere. If you're a Raiders fan, that's a whole other ball game. Yep. You know, if you if you're involved in that, but if you're just going, eh, <laughs> it's like okay, you guys can have this, but but. Raiders fans, as we well know, are a unique animal. I actually saw fans one time, mother, father, three kids. Kids were probably somewhere neighborhood of 10 on down to about five, mm-hmm. okay? All of them wearing the exact same T-shirt. Do you know what the T-shirt said? Oh, no. Have you slapped a 49ers fan today? <laughs> now, think about a five-year-old wearing that bad boy. Yeah. Uh, you know, listen, man. It's a tough division out there, and it's a tough rival <laughs> across the bay with the NFC West. It's also a tough rivalry yeah. there with the local inner city thing going on. But that is that is Oakland and a microcosm. But again, they're passionate fans. What I fear for yes, them, they are. They're passionate. I fear for them because they're going to wind up in Vegas and they're going to become a bachelor party stadium where this the, it's, that's it's going to be filled with guys going on their bachelor party to Vegas. I'll be watching there the one football day. Game. I assume. Yeah, if, Jake Brown if will be there. Lucky enough to marry me one well, day. Oh, like got Seven it. years. If, six yeah, years. if if the if the woman ever shows up in the mail from Russia, Jake <laughs> Brown will be there having a bachelor party. Uh, one thing uh, before we let we let you go because we have yeah. huge college football playoffs coming up this weekend. Yeah. Um, who do you like? I like LSU over Oklahoma. My understanding is like a double-digit line, and Mm -hmm. that line may actually jump more because Oklahoma seemingly is losing a starter a day. I mean, I think they've got four or five now that either suspended or hurt can't play. Mm -hmm. Um, I just didn't expect them to be able to hold up defensively. Mm -hmm. 
don't get me wrong. I mean, Oklahoma could score on anyone. Yep. But I think when it's all said and done, LSU will find enough stops in there and, and, and make it work for them. Okay. And Oklahoma, I don't know if they find enough stops. Oh, I mean, you know, they've got better on defense. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say better, Joey Tribune and Eric Holtz are out better. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't think they hold up. Then the other side, I like Clemson over Ohio State. Really? Even though I've been an advocate of Ohio State from mm-hmm. like week two. I've okay. had them pretty much number one in the country. Mm-hmm. I think this Clemson team's been lurking. I really do. Okay. I think that the ACC doesn't get any respect. And I'm not saying that they stood. It wasn't very good this year. Mm-hmm. It was Clemson and everyone else. Mm-hmm. They got pressed by North Carolina on one of those letdown weekends that yep. every team goes through. Mm-hmm. But they found a way to win. If you look at the last six, seven games of the season for Clemson, mm-hmm. I think you'll see the team you expected to see all year long. The quarterback is the focal point. People thought, hey, Zion, maybe he had a sophomore slump. Go look at his last six or seven. Yeah. That's the legitimate item again. So I love that team. I love their athleticism. And here's the other part. Mm-hmm. They lost all those kids on defense. Mm-hmm. Okay, One of them is playing for the Giants right now. Mm-hmm. And it's, they had a nice work season. Their numbers defensively this year, Believe it or not, are better than they were last year. Now, does that make them a better defense? Mm-mm. Well, you know, you got to add it up. Was the ACC as good? Did they play tougher competition? Did they not? Yep. But all I'm saying is they're still loaded and athletic, and I've actually picked them to be the dark horse to win this thing. Right. So it's going to be an interesting deal to see how it all comes down. But I will say this, Joe Burrow, has anyone done more to make themselves a, a better quarterback prospect in one year than Joe Burrow has? No, no. I don't think so. He has showed up. He's had a big year. You have had a big episode, Charles Davis. Believe the hype. And Jimmy, we gotta say yeah. we gotta say Charles Davis and Kevin Burkhart are one of the smoothest listens in sports. I mean, yeah. listening to you guys on Fox, you do a terrific job. And obviously you talking about everything, whether it's college football, whether it's Christmas music as we learned today. Yes. Uh, or whatever it may be. You do a terrific job, Charles. I appreciate it. You guys are good. They're awfully good to me. Kevin is the absolute best. I'm going to leave you with this one question. Every mm. year the question is, is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? <laughs> well, I'm actually so bored with that question. Mm. I, I don't even bother with it. Okay. So I'll leave you with this to ponder. Curtis Blow, the great rapper, mm-hmm. did a Christmas song called Christmas Rapping. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's spelled with an R, by the way. <laughs> Is it, is it, is it, does it count as Christmas music or not? You guys plug it in, listen to it, let me know if it counts as true Christmas music or not, because that is the question of the day coming from me to you. All right, listen, I'm, I've, I've heard the song and it's good. It's No Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. But I, but I, but I stand by the call. I love call. it. See? I love it. You got Christmas in Hollis. You damn, I love how you damn, it hey, don't sleep on the white boys. You know what I'm saying, Charles I Davis? I love it. All right. I well, thank you for this. This is a lot of fun. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. We'll see you soon, my man. Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed the heck out of your Christmas, and we're looking forward to the New Year. May 2020 be your best one yet. It's that time of the show where we bring in our producer, Jake Brown, to take you inside the betting lines for the final week of the regular season. Here it is, one more time, Brown's Best Bets. All right, all right, all right. It is NFL Week 17, the regular season finale. Let's kick it off with my three best bets against the spread. Vegas continues to do the Houston Texans dirty. They are three-and-a-half-point underdogs in Houston at home against the Titans, and it makes no sense. I know they might play their second-string guys at some point in this game, but they're going to play the starters. They got a chance to, one, knock the Titans out, and two, go from four to the three seed. So I think the Texans do cover Three and a half. Second off, the Raiders, I don't get this one either. They're three and a half point underdogs in Denver against the six and nine Broncos. And listen, the Raiders are still in position to make the playoffs if they get a lot of help 
and it's all realistic help. They need some teams to lose, but they are still alive to get in here. They are playing for a lot more than the Denver Broncos, and that's the reason if they don't win, I think they lose by a field goal, but they cover that three-and-a-half-point spread. There's just more on the line for them than there is for the Broncos. And last but not least, the Seahawks are playing for the division. They are at home. Marshawn Lynch is back. Beast Mode is in the building. If they don't win this game, I don't see them losing by more than a field goal. I think they should cover that three-and-a-half-point spread, and I think they got a good shot to win this game and win that division. I just think Marshawn Lynch is going to bring so much momentum to that franchise coming back and in the building. That place is going to be rocking. I don't know if Jimmy G is going to be able to handle it. So take the Seahawks as three-and-a-half-point underdogs. And you know how we do it every week. It's my three-team parlay. $25 cash. You got one fifty. 50 bucks if you're feeling nice for the new year and you got some nice Christmas presents and Christmas cash. Make it 50 to win 300. Part one of my three team parlay. Take the Dolphins. They are 15 and a half point underdogs in Foxborough against the Patriots. Listen, I think the Patriots might be looking ahead here. I don't know if their starters are going to play the whole game. I see a backdoor cover happening here. And listen, the Dolphins have played teams competitive and close almost all season. Fitzpatrick's been fun to watch. Fitzmagic has been, you know, good at times, bad at times, but he will cover 15 and a half. I think that number is just a little bit too big. All right, my over-unders in the three-team parlay. Titans, Texans, take that over 45 and a half in a big game for both teams, especially the Titans who are still trying to get in the playoffs as the sixth seed. Combine these teams' average 49 points. I think this will be an absolute shootout. I think it'll be something like a 30-27, a 34-31. I don't think these teams are going to be afraid to score, and they don't have to worry about weather conditions in Houston. So take that over 45 and a half and hammer it. And last but not least, your final part of your three-team parlay. You know I like to hammer overs on low numbers. Take the over 36 and a half when the Jets go to Buffalo. I know the teams only average combined around 37 points, but I think that these teams find a way to get it to a 20-17, a 23-17, you know, a 21-17. There's going to be some combination that gets it over. This one is going to be close. I'll admit it. Again, these low numbers I never like. I think these teams sometimes reach those at halftime and you're like, oh, I didn't think that was going to happen. So hammer over 36 and a half. It might take you to the final minutes to get that, but it's going to happen in Jets-Bills. And that's a wrap of Brown's best bets for Week 17, the season finale. It's all over. Very, very sad to see it go, but here's what I want you to do with your cash winnings. Get your mom or your dad or your significant other tickets to their favorite concert. I want you to jam out to start 2020. I got my mom Michael Buble tickets for her birthday and for the holidays. Get them concert tickets and take them out for a night that they'll never forget good luck in week 17 degenerates we'll see you in 2020 that's it for this episode of blue rush thanks to jake brown for producing a heck of a show as always listen to all episodes of blue rush by subscribing on apple Podcasts, spotify or any of your preferred podcast platforms you can find more giants news by signing up for our daily new york post sports newsletter and by visiting newyorkpost.com We'll be back Monday recapping the Giants' final game of the season. We did it. It's all coming to an end. We survived, Gloria Gaynor. See you next week.